Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. You're listening to the We Podcast, where we speak, we grow, we rise. I'm your host, Sarah Moneras, and I'm passionate about creating community and providing a space for speaking authentic truth, growing together, and rising above the challenges and into the full power of all we were created to be. This week on the We Podcast, I get to interview Carrie Little. Carrie is a trainer, speaker, mentor, wife, and founder and CEO of Live Now LLC. In her personal world, Carrie has experienced great loss and tragedies involving family, friends, and business colleagues, which has been her greatest challenge. At the age of 14, her 16-year-old friend was murdered. Ten years later, her brother was also murdered. He was 27 years old. In a 10-year period from 2006 to 2016, she experienced the loss of 17 people. Ten of them tragically were to suicide. It is through processing these losses and her pursuit of personal development and healing that she was encouraged to share her story and create a way to reach out to others. Carrie has transformed her grief into a passion to give hope and support to others by sharing her wisdom and insights through her compassionate workshops and training sessions. Her mission with Live Now LLC is to encourage others to share their stories, provide tools to overcome adversity, learn, grow, and empower people to focus forward. Carrie is a true gem that I've been honored to get to know over the past year or so. She is a true uplifter of others, and I know that you will be so inspired by her story. Here is my interview with Carrie. Welcome, welcome. I am very excited today to have Carrie Little as my amazing, beautiful guest. I would like to start out by talking just a little bit about how we met, how we got connected. It's pretty awesome, really. I think mm. I've known you for a year and a half-ish. Yeah, I think so. Yeah? Mm -hmm. It goes by fast, huh? It, it goes, yeah, really fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been an awesome journey with you, for sure. And I know through getting to know you and uh, being a part of your awesome event. And we've just had a lot of journey together over the last year and a half. And I know that you have a powerful, amazing story and you're motivated to use your story to help other people, which is absolutely what this podcast is about. And so I'm honored to have you here with me today. Do you want to add anything to that? Well, I'm honored that you asked me to be on your podcast. I think they're amazing. The people you've had on so far have been amazing as well, like you. <laughs> Aww, so. Thanks, Carrie. You're welcome. I just love you. <laughs> <laughs> So we met through a coaching group where we were both members and um, we're both kind of developing 
online businesses at that point. So we were right. newbies together. Mm-hmm. We, we learned it all together. Yeah. <laughs> and here we are. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, here we are. I know. Yes. And then I got to go to LA and be a part of your awesome Live Now event. When was that? That was in October of last year. Wow. It doesn't so, seem like it was that long ago. I know. It goes, <laughs> I know. It's like, it's what happens when we get older. I think time just flies. So yeah, it was an amazing event. I was, um, I was glad that you were available and everybody there loved you. And I know you made Mm -hmm. some, some good connections there too. So yeah, it was all about. Mm -hmm. It's so true. I so agree. The connection is huge. I loved being there. So, all right. Why don't you tell us a little bit about you and we'll dive into your story if you feel ready for that. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Let's dive right in. All right. (laughs) Um, So a little uh, background, I guess. I have um, over 30 years experience in um, uh, a lot of different things, sales, consulting, training. Um, I owned a business and um, had to close it down. So I've lost a business. Um, But a huge part of what I'm doing now stems from some tragic losses that I've had throughout my life. And so um, went into the coaching um, team or whatever group with you to, to do something different and ended up creating a new business in helping um, share my story and helping others share their story. And, and in doing that, it helps heal. So, yeah, it's huge. Mm-hmm. So you are a believer in the story. I um, am now. <laughs> I wasn't in the beginning. I um, I very seldom told my story, and mm-hmm. so it was it was a learning process for me, mm-hmm. and um, but very very healing. And because I learned that, um, now I help others or try to help others. Yeah. So I want to like zone in on that for a second because I think that's huge in and of itself. Uh, I, I would like to know a little bit about why you didn't share your story to begin with and what got you to a place where you felt more comfortable sharing your story or, uh, well, I know when we, you first started because I was, a, I mean, I witnessed it all. Yeah. <laughs> it, it wasn't yeah. super comfortable for sure. But you were able to get to a place where now you are a lot more comfortable with it. So even before we start talking about your story, I'd love to hear you kind of speak to that for a minute. Uh, About um, why I didn't share? Yeah. In the beginning? Mm -hmm. Um, Well, there's a a couple of different stories that I think you might be talking about. Um, So I'll I'll tackle the first one, which was the, um, that my brother was murdered and and so in not telling that story there's a safety reason that i didn't share that with people because of the way um he was uh killed and and who did it uh so um i try not to share that story publicly for my safety uh, but i am learning to share it in a way where it it's it's in a safe place but to allow people to um, 
to see that there is strength in in facing that fear and, and sharing it and sharing it. So I do choose very um, selectively where I share um, more of that story, um, mm-hmm. but I do I do uh, uh, share it more now than I ever did in, in the past. And then the second um, story that I think you're talking about is um, I've I've lost a lot of people to suicide and um, and that's a very um, hard topic for people, I think. Um, and so the first few times I shared with somebody that I had lost somebody that way, the response I received was very negative and hurtful. Mm. And so I learned that not a lot of people understand it and in turn say things that maybe they think they're helping by saying it, but they're in turn, you know, hurting you more. So, um, so that's a topic that I, I now speak a lot about Mm -hmm. and just sharing that by speaking about it, I think it's teaching people that don't understand it, who have never experienced it, how to respond when somebody opens up to them about Mm -hmm. it. And so just educating people, I think is the main goal. Yeah, it's huge, huge. Uh, you're right. I don't think a lot of people know how to respond. And you're, you're really doing a lot of work, which is amazing to get rid of that stigma. I really truly believe, and I know that we're consistent on this belief, that the more we speak about it, the, the more we can put power around it rather than the fear and the hurt and the stigma and all of those things that keep us silent and that it's necessary. So, so necessary to speak our truth and to speak our, our stories and where we've been and, and what we've gone through because it's, there's huge strength in that for sure. Mm -hmm. Every, every it's, it's true when you say this, um, there's strength in your story because I, I even know from, Well, and you can, you've seen it, you've seen my, I guess, um, evolution, whatever. What do you say? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, um, So every time that I speak at an event or I um, work with somebody who is, you know, kind of helping spread awareness and prevention of suicide, um, I feel myself getting stronger every time when I'm talking about it. So I still get a little shaky, my voice, when I talk about it, but I'm definitely um, getting, you know, braver, I guess, about being open about it. Oh, I love it. I love it. Yes. I love that. It's amazing. I think I got to be there the first time you publicly shared it, which was amazing. (laughs) Yeah, I did. I did. I, yeah, I shared it privately with our group Mm -hmm. um that was the first time ever in an audience of people i did not know well Mm. um so that was very scary so yeah you've seen it from the very 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 beginning and then the first time at an event yeah so that was it was it was very comforting for me to have you there though just Mm. just to have that you know um you know comfort and people there that, um, that I know love and care about me. So that helps. Mm. Mm. 
Good. Well, I sure do love and care about you. I'm thankful for you. So, and you've seen my evolution as well. I and have. We have both come a long way. We have. You're doing amazing things. I mean, oh, amazing. But Helping I think so many people. Oh, thank you, Carrie. I think though it's important to talk about those things because a lot of times people they're still in the place of I'm I'm scared. I'm scared to share my story. I'm fearful. Um, all of those things, right, that were holding you back, holding me back also, that you can't come out the other side. And that's really a big premise for this. And so mm -hmm. I just thank you for being brave and coming on here today and sharing again. <laughs> thank you again. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I feel honored. Oh, good. I'm glad. Okay. So do you want to kind of give us some background? Start, you want to start from the beginning? I don't know if you're if we have enough time for that. <laughs> well, you have to give us a general overview. Um, so I think, um, yeah, I'll, I guess I'll talk about the, the law, the suicide losses, um, since that's kind of a major, a, a big chunk of kind of what my business is, um, about. Um, yeah. well, so, and the beautiful thing about this too is, mm -hmm. uh, the day that this episode is, dropping is mm -hmm. the day that I'm hosting the suicide, the ripple effect viewing of the documentary. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Which you got me connected with and yes. you're heavily involved with, and it's an yes. amazing movement for sure. So at mm -hmm. some point you're going to have to tell us a little bit about that, but yeah. All right. Yeah. So, um, so I, in a 10 year period, I lost 17 people. Uh, 10 of them were to suicide. And I didn't realize how many people I had actually lost until um, 2016. And I lost my nephew to suicide and thought I was emotionally, I, I just couldn't, I couldn't come out of that. And so I went and saw, um, a therapist, um, which I had never done before. She's um, very brave. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I had no idea that there was even some uh, counselors that specifically trained or um, specialized in grief. I had no idea. So that was another reason why once I did that, I thought I could have used this like 25 years ago or 30 years ago, right? Mm. Um, but I never knew that there was that option. You know, there's that stigma, again, of counselors and therapists, right? Right. Um, so that's another thing that uh, stigma that I'm trying to break as well, is it's okay to see a counselor, a therapist, you know, um, it's healthy. It's Everybody needs, everyone needs to have somebody to talk to. So, Amen, sister. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm an advocate on that as well. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so in, in, um, in having my first meeting with her is when I actually, she gave me a task of writing down the, the people that I had lost. 
and how they how I lost them and that's and that literally was the moment that I saw the amount and the number of people I had not just lost but then the amount of number of people I had lost by suicide um, and she was taken back, which then made me scared because she's a therapist. So I was like, whoa. <laughs> um, I was like, if I'm scaring her, that's pretty bad. So yeah, so she's like, well, we have some work to do. So, so that, that happened. Um, so I, I, yeah, in 2016 is when I, I first started seeing her and, um, and then just working through the process, I didn't realize I had never really grieved properly because some of some of the the suicides that I endured were actually back to back. Some of them, mm-hmm. so I was you know dealing with one, and then the next one happened, and things were going on in my life. So I kind of pushed it aside, and again learned from a very early age not to talk to people about it. You know, just kind of shoved it down and. And it's just not healthy at all. So, uh, so that's that's where um, in sharing my story and going through uh, the um, personal development and training that you and I went through, kind of evolved into this um, to my company Live Now LLC, um, where I help people learn how to work through that grief, you know, through the loss and and how to come out on the other side. So. Hmm. Yeah, it's awesome. So, tell me a little bit more. You said you you never grieved properly, and that's because you shoved it down and you didn't deal with it. Or mm-hmm. can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah. So, um, I, as I said, I I think just and and you know just losing my brother um, when I was you know twenty. 24. I actually had lost a friend of mine um, at when I was 14. Uh, she was 16 and she was murdered. And then, you know, 10 years later, my brother was murdered. But I think having that first loss of a tragic loss at the age of 14 and not, I think that kind of started the the thing in my brain, like, this is how you deal with it. My mother told me, you know, I won't go into detail how that happened, which wasn't a very, my mother, you know, anyway. Um, So found out what happened to my friend, my mother, you know, so she never was spoken about again, like um, in school, we all knew what happened, but nobody talked to us about it. And Hmm. so I kind of think at that age, I learned, okay, well, this thing happened to you. And you can cry yourself to sleep at night, but nobody wants to talk about it. Mm-hmm. So you're going to make them uncomfortable if you want to talk about it. So you just need to just deal with it in silence. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I did. And then, you know, 10 years later, that same, you know, then that happened to my, with my brother. And then, so I think I just, in my mind, I kind of learned at a very young age that, Nobody wants to be sad and nobody wants to hear if you're sad because they have their own things going on in their life. So you don't burden people with, Mm. with that. And so, um, so I just always remained silent and dealt with, um, dealt with it by, you know, 
crying alone. And then, you know, as I, when I got older, you know, obviously um, you deal with it in, in different ways. Like I was a little bit out of control for a while, so, you know, <laughs> but we share that in common as yes, well. We do. <laughs> so I don't, and that's another topic for another show. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, I could totally relate with you on that one. <laughs> yeah. So I, I dealt with it in, in the wrong way. So now I want to help people deal with it in the correct way, mm -hmm. and that is by talking about it. Well, um, I think there's something to be said about that, though, too, because I know, and, and I know you know I talk openly about how self-destructive I was for mm -hmm. a, a long period of my life. But there's something to be said about knowing how to do it the wrong way too, right? Or knowing mm -hmm. how to do it the way that's not helpful, that's more hurtful. Um, I feel like I've been able to be much more open with Aubrey and, mm -hmm. hey, this is what happens when you make those choices and this is how it feels and it really sucks. It's not a yeah. good idea. It's not fun. <laughs> but we yeah. can pass that knowledge on which I think mm -hmm. it is it's helpful mm -hmm. well I definitely think it is um has been helpful so far when I've talked to others because they you know they can't believe you know how self-destructive I used to be like you know when I was in my 20s and 30s um because that's how I dealt with it you know mm -hmm. um and because I didn't talk about it, no one knew the reason behind why I was being that way. Right. Um, I mean, I had a handful of people that knew little bits and pieces, but, um, but yeah, so I think through that experience, both you and I, when we're helping or, you know, talking with people um, that are going through it, and maybe they are being, so we can relate to them and we can see the signs of being self-destructive, right? And and just being able to tell them, you know, I understand it because I've done it. Right. And it, it's, it, doesn't, it doesn't work. <laughs> and yeah. that, let me tell you what does and how I learned how to take a different path. So Exactly. It's so powerful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I, I feel like, I, you know, I could have all the therapy training in the world, but it would be really hard for me to work with people if I didn't understand that to some extent. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And yeah. that's why I try to share my story before I work with people just a little bit so they understand and they know. Yeah. Um, first of all, I'm not a therapist. I'm not a counselor. I don't have training in that. I just help through um, experience. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is huge and so vitally important. Mm -hmm. And that's why I team up with people like Sarah Moneris. So <laughs> when I do events, I do have licensed counselors and therapists with me um, because I, I know that that is a, a piece that people do need. And so I make sure that I, I have um, a few really good counselors and therapists in my back pocket to take with me wherever I go. So mm -hmm. that's awesome, Carrie. I think that's huge. A lot of people don't do that. And I think you and what you offer is unique and wow. Like, I, I mean, I'm thinking about being in that therapist's shoes and... <laughs> 
she was like, wait, and you're not an alcoholic and a drug addict right now. Exactly. I'm like, oh, no. Yeah, it's a lot. It is a lot. You have been through a lot. You have, like I said, it's such a story of power and strength and overcoming perseverance, like being able to take the things that are so hard and so hurtful and so devastating and be able to turn that around into something good and beautiful and positive. I mean, it's, ugh, it just, ah, it riles me up. I just love it. <laughs> You're funny. Well, and when you were talking earlier, you said, you know, I'll, a lot of loss and loss by suicide, but also devastating loss through some severe traumatic events also. Mm -hmm. And so I think yeah. there's two significant elements because loss, death in general is hard. Um, mm -hmm. And death by suicide is also really hard because mm -hmm. it brings a whole nother element mm -hmm. of, um, questioning and grief and all of those things. Mm -hmm. But then on top of that, to have significant loss of two people you love dearly who were murdered. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is a, that's very, very traumatic and definitely I would think would kind of mold your view of the world and mm -hmm. whether or not people could be trusted. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I have, um, I had and still do um, a, a huge thing about trust. And, you know, in that, in that time of my life, when I was being self-destructive, part of that was when I would get close to somebody, I would, um, I would then find a way to exit, um, meaning in relationships and things, because I didn't want to you know, what if something happened to them? I didn't want to feel that pain again. So I would, I would find myself um, pulling away from people. And I still, in, in some, some times, even now, I do that. When I find myself getting really close to someone, I'm like, whoop, you know, I find myself stopping and, and, um, and now I kind of work through it like, okay, you know. But, but yeah, there was a huge fear of losing someone that I loved. And so I didn't want to get close that close to anybody. Um, so yeah. Mm. So all, all the people that I may have hurt, I really am sorry, mm. <laughs> you know? So, mm. yeah. Well, you did, you were doing the best you could with mm -hmm. what you knew at the time. Right. For sure. Yeah. And so I think it's a good point though. Our old patterns, no matter how much work we do, no matter how much, awareness we have it still tends to sometimes creep up on us mm -hmm. <laughs> sometimes it does it sneaks in the back door <laughs> yeah yep. Mm -hmm. yep. so you you said that you work through it what do you mean by that um I, I can, I can recognize now when I'm starting to put people at an arm's length. Um, and, and then I, I just, you know, kind of remind myself like, you know, 
it's my issue, right? And I, I don't want people to feel like they did something wrong, so I'm pushing them away. Mm. Um, so I, I then just kind of walk myself through like, it's okay to care about people, you know, and you may get hurt, but you know what? I'm here now and I went through a lot. So it's, you know, but I, I have tools now that I can actually, if, you know, if I do lose or when I do lose somebody now, um, I have the tools now that I can actually deal with it and process it the way I should. And so that's, that's huge. Mm, so huge. And I yes. always, I just, you know, I make sure I see my therapist at least twice a month. So that <laughs> <Nice>. helps. <laughs> it does help. It does. Yeah. It really does. I always mm -hmm. say I could go to therapy every week for the rest of my life and seriously find something to talk about every mm -hmm. time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's true. I know. Mm -hmm. It is. Mm -hmm. So one, one of the things you just said, tools, and it reminded me of uh, an analogy you told me once um, that you learned from somebody else about tools. And I'd love for you to share it with our listeners because it stuck with me and it was super powerful. And you're like, uh, I can't remember. I don't remember. <laughs> It was. Well, well if, why don't well, you quote that for me? Yeah, no, yeah. I'm just kidding. No, but, I'll yeah. refresh Remind. your memory. Okay. If you don't remember, that's totally fine. No. Um, I, I think it's, it's stuck with me because um, it's so important. We can have the tools. Well, we cannot see Oh, you're talking about the hammer, right? Yes, that's okay. what I'm talking about. <laughs> yes, because yep. what I heard you say is you have the tools, but you use the tools. Mm -hmm. And so why don't you share your analogy with us and then we can tie it all together. <laughs> okay, so when you kept saying tools, I'm like, what is she saying tools like that for? So, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so the analogy is I actually um, – heard it from somebody else, but I'm like, I'm going to use that because it's so good. Yeah. So, um, I, I can give, you can have a hammer and I can teach you how to use that hammer to build a house. And you know that it works because I showed you how to do it. But if I leave and you, you let that hammer sit there and collect dust and then say, well, I worked with Carrie, but I have never been able to build a house. Well, it's because you never picked up the tool that I gave you and used it. Mm -hmm. So, so true. So when you're given tools, you have to use them in order for them to work. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so often we want the hammer to do the work mm -hmm. and, and we get frustrated when it doesn't do the work. Right. Mm -hmm. because the work is hard. It's, mm -hmm. it's hard sometimes to, the, the hammer makes building a house a heck of a lot easier. <laughs> yes, it does. It's definitely a necessity. <laughs> yes. One of them, I mean, you know, a power tool would probably be easier, but you know. <laughs> we can add that to the tool belt. <laughs> <laughs> we'll add that. There's a lot of tools that fit in the tool belt. That's just yes. one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, but, but yeah, you definitely, there's places to get the tools. You just, you know, when you get them, you have to, you have to use them so mm -hmm. in order for them to work. It's not, it's not the job of the, of the teacher. 
to do it for you. Yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately, I think people get stuck there. I know that uh, a big piece of what you do is helping people get unstuck. Mm -hmm. And I know that that was a huge focus of the event in LA or Santa Monica. What do I say? Santa, it's Santa Monica. Monica. Okay. It's all LA County, but yeah, Santa Monica. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that was a big piece of that event. And so helping people get people. unstuck. And mm-hmm. I think that's one way that people get stuck is they don't use the tools. They mm-hmm. maybe, or first of all, they don't learn about tools or if they do, they let it sit there and then they blame the tool for not working because Mm -hmm. they're not using it appropriately. But what else are your thoughts about people getting unstuck? What do you think are some things that keep people stuck in the same place? Um, I think fear, fear kept me stuck. I mean, I, Mm -hmm. you know, um, And that's what I, what I like to train on, or, you know, I guess, I don't know, I guess you could call it train, um, is helping people focus forward by learning what they need to give up. And and so usually the first thing that I find is there's a fear of something that's holding them back and keeping them stuck. For me, in my, you know, I'm, I met, and I met my husband when I was 40 and we got married at 42. There's a reason that I never I didn't get married before I was 40. You know, I was, I let fear stop me from, from taking that route. Right. Mm -hmm. Because of, you know, the pain of losing people. I thought, you know, there's no way I'm going to get married and be that in love with somebody and have their life taken from me Mm. and have to deal with that. So, and that may sound selfish, but it was my pr- protection, you know, my mechanism that I used to protect myself. So yeah. that's where the self-sabotage came in. So I had to learn what my fear was of that was causing those actions, right? Mm-hmm. And, and it's scary to dig down deep and, and figure out where those fears come from. But once you figure it out then it is easier to use the tools, right, that you're given mm-hmm. to then get yourself, not that you're, you're it's not going to happen overnight, definitely didn't happen for me overnight. I mean, um, but it's still a process that I'm doing. But like I said, now I have the tools to, when I start feeling myself getting, you know, that in that protect me mode because I'm afraid of something, um, I now recognize it and Mm -hmm. I'm able to so yeah huge 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 and I don't think that sounds selfish at all I think that's how you survived Mm -hmm. and then you got to a place where you were ready to learn a different way to survive Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was ready for a change yeah yeah Mm -hmm. I love it Good old Steve. I'm good glad. old Steve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He won your heart. He did. He did. Yeah. Yeah. He had no idea 
This was a hard heart to get. (laughs) (laughs) But but he did. It was those dance moves. His dance moves? No, no. No. He he fought hard because of your dance moves. Oh, right. (laughs) I thought you... (laughs) No, your dance moves. Yeah, I danced my way on his heart, yes. Yeah, 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 yes. But yeah. yeah. Well, good. I, that's actually, I'm sidetracking us, but that's one of my favorite facts about you is that um, you were on American Bandstand. And I think yes. that is totally amazing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You're funny. <laughs> it's, sometimes I forget about that. And then I'm like, oh yeah. And by the way, I was, um, but I was in a music video as well. I'll let you, that's another secret of mine. Oh, what music mm-hmm. video? I don't, I don't know if I should reveal that to you yet. Maybe that could be on another. <laughs> uh, that's too close for me to know. I can't know. <laughs> I, um, you really, you want to know? Yes, you. I want to know. I was in Megadeth's Megadeth. <gasps> yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, are you writing it down? I am. Cause I'm going to oh. look it up. <laughs> um, in their uh, song Hangar 18, I was the big-headed alien in that video. I was, wow. Yeah, so there were like three or four of us that were like the main characters in the video. And so a lot of close-ups. Um, you can't recognize my face, obviously, because I'm an alien. But I was the big-headed alien. In the very beginning of the show or of the video, um, uh, you see me coming out of the spaceship. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. And That's then amazing. You, you, you see some some other close-ups of me where they're sticking a needle in my head and I'm trying to get away. Yeah, it's pretty my acting skills were right, really good. <laughs> <laughs> so not only are you a dancer, you're also an actor. Yeah. Don't 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 reveal that um to Drew, because I don't know that I told Drew that yet. So he doesn't know that. <laughs> goodness you know mm. what the first thing I'm doing after I get you're off gonna, of here you're gonna google the video <laughs> yes. I know I know do you like a freeze frame of the um picture and be like if, if someone can guess who it is they can get a <gasps> I'm prize. so doing it oh my gosh yes if somebody listen it away yeah. I'm gonna do it before this airs so oh, yes. okay uh-huh. Yeah, I won't tell anybody that I told you. I've only told a few people. Like, there's a lot of people that don't even know that I did that video. So people, that is amazing. like my close friends, probably, you know, they obviously, like France, they know. Like, Drew doesn't know. Um, nobody knows that I'm doing, um, they, like, so, yeah, I don't think they know. I told Frances I was doing an interview, but I didn't tell her I was doing one with you. Oh, nice. So, Yay. that'll be good. <laughs> that'll yeah. be good. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so um, I, I wanted to talk a little bit about Mental Health America. Oh, sure. yeah. Yes. So tell us, let's, yeah, let's kind of uh, shift into what you're doing now. But okay. so we know this has been a growth process for you. It's been yes. a process of many years of gaining different insights, really mm-hmm 
I mean, I've seen tremendous growth in you in the last year and a half. And it sounds like Mm. really two years is when it really, really started, would you say? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It started right before I I started taking the, um, the training, Mm -hmm. the one that I met you at. Mm -hmm. So it was a little bit before that is when I, yeah. So what got, I just want to know this and then we'll kind of keep moving forward. What you, you said you got to a point where you decided I'm going to therapy Mm -hmm. and then around that same time, it sounds like you decided I'm taking this training. Mm -hmm. So what do you think the shift was for you to make you at that point say, okay, I'm not doing this by myself. I'm, I'm going to move forward completely different. Well, yeah. So I did not go into the training for the reason that the outcome was. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I went in, I, I was attracted to the training for something completely different. A, a different business that I have and wanting to learn more about social media. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so that's how that training, but um, quickly, very quickly, it evolved into, oh no, this is not this company, this business you're doing right now is really not what you should be doing. And this is what you should be doing. Mm. And then that's when that shift happened. Mm-hmm. And I started going through the training, getting the development and, you know, the, the stuff, the tools that I needed to then take the, the, the shift and start this company to, mm. to do what I'm doing now. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. But I think that speaks to ability to be flexible and to be mm-hmm. open to yeah. the things that come your way. Cause it, yeah. a lot of times the really good things are totally unexpected. Right. Well, <laughs> and what was interesting is, and I think the little, one of the phrases that kind of caught me, my eye about the social media thing was, it was said something about learn how to tell, tell your story or telling your story or something like that along those lines. Mm. And that's what my therapist had said is you need to learn how to tell your story because it's very powerful. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, and then I can briefly tell you this part too, is that obviously my biggest fear in life is public speaking. So I was like, yeah, yeah, that's never going to happen. And so, yeah. And so then beginning the course, the training that I went through when that was kind of thrown out there, I actually started praying about it and saying, you know, what is my purpose in all of this? There has to be a purpose in everything that I've endured and, you know, all these losses and everything. So what is my purpose? And that was the answer was standing in a room in front of people. And that's the vision that I received. And I said no for a very long time. Um, And then that was actually prior to starting the training that I had prayed about it. And then, so I just finally surrendered and said, okay, (laughs) I'll do it. That's amazing. Oh my gosh. 
Gosh, that seems to be a reoccurring theme. The last mm. interview I did, that was a theme also, a surrender. And really? Oh, yeah. It's mm. huge. It's so it huge. And but let me tell you, as soon as I did, Sarah, as soon as I said, okay, I'm in, mm -hmm. I'm, you know, because every time I kept asking, I kept praying, like, what is it? What is it? And that's what I kept seeing. And I'm just like, no, that can't be what you mean, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. um, but finally when, and then going through the training and I kept hearing it from everyone on the, you know, as well. And I finally just one day I just said, okay, fine. I, I give in, I, I surrender. I'll do it. Just you, you know, lead me, lead me where I need to go. And girl, that the doors just opened and mm. this all, and you saw how, how fast it happened. Yeah. Like how, how quickly. Awesome. The people that um, I'm connected to now and that you're connected to through the event and, you know, just that one event in, in Santa Monica, you know, mm -hmm. and, and now being, you know, accepted to do a workshop for Mental Health America in, in June. Yeah. Right? So fill us in on this part. So that is, yeah, just how quickly things can happen when you're on the right path, you oh. know? Um, yes. Yeah. So the... So the, one of the people that I had at, um, at my event in Santa Monica, Drew Metz, um, he, uh, Drew, 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 Drew. That's right. We got, <laughs> we have to chant. I forgot we have to chant his name. <laughs> he, he, introduced, he introduced me to Kevin Hines, which is the, um, the film that, that you're going to be showing is, um, Kevin, Kevin Hines's film mm -hmm. about his, uh, surviving the, the suicide jump from, should I say that? I don't know. Yeah, you can say that. Okay. Yeah, um, that's okay. So uh, the Kevin Hines is the, the film that you're doing for um, Suicide, the Ripple Effect, and it's his story of um, how he survived jumping from the Golden Gate Bridge. And, and so I got connected with him through Drew, and then through them got connected with Mental Health America and we applied to do a workshop for their annual conference and they accepted it. And so now Drew, Francis, Miyamoto, um, and myself are heading up a workshop titled um, Becoming Better Mental Health Advocates and Teachers. And it's kind of in the workplace, but also we're going to, you know, give them an interactive outside of the box kind of training on how to, how to become better teachers in the workplace and also um, personally as well. So awesome. that's pretty exciting. Mm -hmm. Super exciting. Yeah. Yes. And so, scary at the same time. So. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But that's what I love about you is you're scared as heck, but you do it anyways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You yeah. did. You, you really like got to this place. I mean, I feel like I just started seeing everything fall into place for you. Like, mm -hmm. okay, this is what's happening and this she's it. doing it. Yeah. yeah. And it's amazing. Yeah. And it's, and, and, you know, I, I know that you know that you know that you know when you're on the right path and you're doing what you are meant to do in life and what your purpose is when things happen and it seems effortlessly mm. like I couldn't even tell you how this whole workshop thing 
how it, it just happened. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wait, how did that happen? Did that just happen? Yes, <laughs> it is happening. Yeah. My plane is booked. My hotel is booked. And we are going. Yay! (laughs) You're going to have to post lots of pictures so we can all see. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, we will have Drew there. um, So he will be definitely, you know, he's the Instagram guy. So I'm going to probably be doing, learning how to do some Instagram stuff. Um, But yeah, we'll we'll definitely be posting some Facebook, Facebook things along the way. We might even I might be able to talk them into doing a live. I don't know. France is not very, um, we're, we're, get, we're getting her out of her comfort zone. Good. Well, you know, Drew will. So, oh yeah. Yes. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why, awesome. that's why he did the promo video for our event in, in, um, in DC. So yeah. So he, he, uh, he did the promo video for us. Ooh, so nice. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just for the listeners to know, Drew Metz Mm -hmm. is a director, a film director in LA, and he Mm -hmm. and Tyler Adkins created Mm -hmm. a film called The Love Effect, Mm -hmm. and you got connected with them through, it's just amazing, through Francis, and Mm -hmm. I just love this because you said, I'm doing an event in LA, Santa Monica area, and then the pieces to connecting with Drew and Tyler fell into place. Mm -hmm. And now you're all working together with Mental Health America, Kevin Hines. It's just like, holy moly. So amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and that all circles back to pushing through your fear, telling your story and connecting with people. Because yeah. if I had never stepped out of my comfort zone and faced my fear of telling my story and talking, we wouldn't be having this chat today. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you know? You're, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's powerful. So it's, all, it's all about the connections. And, yes. And, and um, yeah. Well, things are falling in place for you. And I love what you said about it's, it, it should be um, effortless because I completely mm-hmm. agree with you but also you're impacting people, which is a beautiful thing. And if you would never have shared your story, those people who you're touching their lives would never have been impacted. And Mm -hmm. so that's an amazing thing also. And I love um, in your bio, there's a line here that you say, uh, Carrie has transformed her grief into passion to give hope and support to others by sharing her wisdom and insights. It's huge. It's huge. So taking that grief and turning it into passion and the pain into purpose. Yes. Mm -hmm. And my losses, um, you know, looking at them as lessons learned and, um, and growth opportunities that, you know, it definitely helped me grow by facing them. You know? mm. mm-hmm. That sounds like it's a key element. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, maybe this is a good time to ask you the questions. It sounds mm. like a great transition. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the first question is, is what has been the most vital for your growth? The most vital for my growth. I, I think learning to trust people. That's, 
not something that comes natural or easy to me. And, um, well, I, and I say that trusting people with, with my story, I guess is, you know, cause I do trust people, but, but trusting to tell my story, to, to tell people that I don't know and definitely, you know, having the, the therapist, <laughs> the counselor, you know, that, you know, she's definitely, and, and just having a community of, or a tribe of people that I know care, care about me and um, want to see me be the best that I can be as a human being and, mm-hmm. and understand that I, I need to do what I'm doing to help people. Mm-hmm. And in turn, that's helping heal my wounds. Yeah. Right? That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Huge. All right. What do you want to make sure that people know? I, I, I kind of say this quote a lot, um, but it kind of sums it up is that, you know, it's just know that it's never too late to create a plan and reach your, your dreams. So it's, it's never too late to, to tackle your fear. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't, I don't know, I guess just those, those words, it's never too late. It's never too late to say you're sorry. It's never too late to take that trip that you've always wanted to take. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's just, you know, a lot of people think that they've lost their time or whatever that is, you know, but yeah, it's huge. It's never too late. You're never too old. Mm-mm, you're never right. too damaged or wounded or whatever. It's so, so true. And so yeah. you're, you're, the name of your company is Live Now, Not Later, which I love. So yeah. it's never too late and start now. <laughs> and start now. Do it now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is your time to live now, not later. That's yeah. what I say too. So yeah. Yeah. I hear people say that all the time. You know, oh, if I were younger, I would do this. Or if I, I should have done that when I was in my 20s. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, can, you can still do it. <laughs> you can. I'm starting it. I started a new business. Yeah. I'm in my 50s. Y'all. <laughs> Y'all, come on. <laughs> Get it together. <laughs> That's funny. You're amazing. Okay. Thank you. So tell, thank you. Tell people more about, so you have the mental health America conference coming up June 13th through 16th. You Mm -hmm. looks like you have a course that you're doing starting in June also. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do. um, I I do um, actual trainings where I like uh, companies will, like, for instance, I, I went and um, I think it's okay to say this name. Um, I went out to the Home of Grace, which is a, a home uh, locally here for women that are in recovery. And I, I trained on, I have a course that I train on, on helping people move through fear and it's called Give Up and Grow, right? So, um, hmm. so I, I'm offering that online as well now um, at a, a little bit of a discount because it's online. So um, that is going to start on June 25th. So awesome. six-week online course mm-hmm. and cool. kind of helps you move through identifying your fear and then how to focus forward and set some goals mm-hmm. and grow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
It's so, true. Taking right? what I've learned and now I'm teaching it to other people. It's mm-hmm. awesome. I love that. Okay. So I will put in the show notes where people can find you, find that information, your website, and uh, you're also on Facebook and Instagram. You're learning about Instagram. Yes. I am. I'm, I haven't, I, I post some pictures now and then, but I, I haven't posted any like videos. I don't, I'm not sure how to do all that yet. So Drew, I'm sure is going to give me a crash course in uh, June at you know, how to do a boomerang and all that. Like I did that with my niece for her yeah. wedding. She was doing boomerangs. I'm like, okay, I don't know what that is. <laughs> so I've seen them. It's really fun. I've yeah. seen them, but yeah. So I'm uh-huh. going to learn how to learn a, a few new techniques on social media this weekend. I mean, um, awesome. that week as well. So yeah. You're never too old to learn. No. Never too old to learn. You're so right. So what's (laughs) after June? Anything else on the horizon or are you kind of letting it unfold? Um, Well, I actually am, um, I have a, can't, well, I guess I could tell a little bit. I I have a phone call um, that I'm going to be on next week to, I'm going to try to bring um, Suicide the Ripple Effect again out here to, um, so I'm, I'm working on a couple things to, to get that going and doing some few events with some nonprofits here and helping, helping uh, them raise awareness on for, you know, American foundation of suicide prevention. So I'm Mm -hmm. doing the walk with them in October. Um, So I have my team here in Daphne, Alabama called little lights. Oh, I love that. So so we, so yeah, they, they've been, um, it's called Out of the Darkness Walks. Um, American Foundation of Suicide Prevention have them all over. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I joined the one here. And so I, I walked last year. And it's going to be an annual event that, I, that I'm a part of as well. So, yeah, Wonderful. so got connected with, with that group here. And so they were at the Suicide the Ripple Effect film that I did. Um, they were on the panel. So we'll be bringing them back again. and. Yeah, so they have that in the works. Don't have dates yet, but that's Wonderful. probably going to come. I'm thinking maybe sometime in August. I um, cool. July maybe. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Well, I'm mm-hmm. grateful to you for connecting me with all of these amazing resources and mm-hmm. people. I mean, I I feel like that is really vital is the people mm-hmm. our tribe yeah. like you said or the the people who who we can link arms with and it's huge. So it is. I love that you you can definitely help people if they're interested in being a advocate for mental health awareness or mm-hmm. suicide awareness and prevention. You're mm-hmm. a great go-to person for what's out there, how they can get involved and be a part of being the voice, speaking up not allowing it to be one of those things where you feel like you have to stay silent and cry by yourself, Mm -hmm. that there are people who want to hear your story, need to hear your story and will love on you. And that's, yes, it's huge. And I, I just Mm -hmm. thank you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So Mm -hmm. I am a connector. So yeah, you are reach out and, um, and let me know where, you know, when they reach out, they can, you let them know to let me know where, what area they're in. And I definitely have 
um, connections now all over the world. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> love that. Love mm -hmm. that about Facebook. All yeah. right. Well, yeah, I definitely encourage people to reach out, connect with you. You're just amazing. Thank you. Just to know you even. <laughs> Aw, thank you. Well, I'm honored to call you my friend. So, and to have you in my tribe behind me. So I feel the exact same way. Or beside me, actually. Beside me. Beside, no. yes. Yeah. <laughs> no. We're walking We're together. Like arm in arm, yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Carrie, for being here yeah. today. And thank yeah. you for sharing with us. Thank you. moly my friends wasn't that just absolutely awesome Carrie is such an amazing person and her story brings so much hope and strength to so many I just admire so much her ability to find purpose in the pain and turn all of the things that have happened to her all of the tragedies into passion and into helping others so thank you Carrie so so much for being brave and for sharing your story and your experiences with all of us. Her company, Live Now LLC, is committed to providing a better understanding of the intertwined nature of one's mental and physical health by curating a staff of coaches, trainers, mental health experts, and inspirational stories. She also has events and training programs that are designed to provide a safe environment to learn, heal, and grow. I know that you'll want to connect more with Carrie, and you can do that on Facebook. Her business page is Live Now LLC, or on her website, LiveNowNotLater.com. Now, a quote from Carrie is, it's never too late to create a plan and reach your biggest dreams and goals. This is your time to live now, not later. Thank you, Carrie, for speaking those words over all of us. All right, friends, that concludes this episode of the WE Podcast. I want you to always remember your story makes you who you are. Speak your truth, grow like crazy, rise above, and always know that you are not on this journey alone. See you next time. Thank you.